Hello, and welcome to Biohacking with Brittany. I am so thankful that you are tuning in to this episode today. I am sick. <laughs> so bear with me during this intro with my voice right now. I don't remember the last time I was sick like this, but you know, it happens every now and then. I probably get sick maybe once a year, if that. So I am just pushing through. And thankfully, when I recorded this episode, I had a full voice and I was good to go. But that is not the case right now. And that's okay. This episode, I still really wanted to produce and publish for tomorrow. And I think it's important. And I have had so many people reach out to me about the healing web. I post a lot of content about it on TikTok. And People are obsessed when I talk about it, like so obsessed. I think it's probably one of my most viral videos I've ever had has been about the healing web. And so thankfully, I was able to connect with the founder and the creator of it, Dylan Monroe. And we have been talking on Instagram for a few months and I got him to come on the podcast. And I'm so excited about that. And he dives into so many different things, like how he developed the web, where he got the idea from, what's coming in the 2.0 version, and so many, so many different things. So if you want to see a visual of the healing web, feel free to go to my TikTok account. It's called at biohacking. I think if you type in biohacking Brittany as well, it probably comes up too, but you'll see a bunch of videos on there. You can also just look at it online as well and uh, like on Google or search for it and take a look at it through that. If you do decide to purchase the healing web for yourself, I really recommend that you actually buy it straight from Dylan. I think it's so important to support creators and support artists. And there are a bunch of people who have ripped them off on Etsy, maybe even Amazon. And I hate seeing that. So Seriously, it's not even expensive. It's really cheap. Just buy it directly from him. He has three different sizes of the poster. There's a massive one. There's a small like sheet of paper that's laminate. And then he just came out with a middle version. So I have the small one and the large one. And I also have the t-shirt. And I love them and I refer to them a lot. So really, I recommend you buy from Dylan. I will link it in the show notes for you. It's also actually on my website. So because I had so many people reach out about it, I created a custom landing page for it that links people directly to it. And it's now linked. I think it's even linked in my bio on my Instagram and on my TikTok accounts because I just couldn't keep up with how many DMs I was getting about it. So it's very easy and very accessible. I And that links to Dylan's store and you can buy directly from him. I cannot speak to any of the other ones out there. If you buy from Etsy or anything like that, like I cannot speak to any of that. I don't know those people. I don't know the quality that you're going to get, but I do know the quality when you buy from Dylan and it's great. And so I really recommend just supporting the founder and the artist if you can. So enjoy this episode. I'm going to save my voice because I want to be able to talk tomorrow when I have more interviews. A shout out to the sponsors of this week. Lifestacks are one of my favorite go-to brands for an afternoon pick-me-up. They are on Amazon, which is great. So it's super easy. And basically it's like a powder that has MCT in it, which is healthy fat for you, nootropics and adaptogens. And I blend this with like tea or decaf coffee, or even just like hot water with like goat butter. And I make like this like delicious el elixir with it. And it's so good because it nourishes my brain and gives me that pick-me-up that I really need without like stimulants, caffeine, sugar, or anything like that. And so I just started my 90-day detox, not the episode to get into that right now. I will on the second episode coming out later this week. But so this fits into that and that's why I'm obsessed with it. So that is my life stacks. I use the vanilla. They also have a chocolate and a hazelnut one. My husband really likes the hazelnut one actually. So definitely try those powders linked on Amazon in the show notes and on my website and enjoy this episode and stay tuned for another one coming out on Friday. 
Welcome to Biohacking with Brittany. I am so excited that you are here watching or listening to another episode. This one is so, so sought after and asked for. I finally have Dylan Monroe on the podcast, who is the founder of Deep State Mapping Project, and most importantly, the Healing Web, which is something that I share very passionately about on my TikTok channel and also Instagram a little bit as well. So we're going to dive into everything about that. But first, Dylan, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. This has been long in the making. And I was so excited to see the Healing Web going viral through your account and actually several others. I think it started with Chris O'Brien sharing it for late 2022 and even going into this year. It's really cool to see, you know, more people discovering the artwork and the information and more people exiting big pharma and finding better ways to heal themselves. So it's awesome to be here. Yeah, absolutely. I think I found it through something similar. I think I actually just saw a video on TikTok, very similar to the content that I create about it. And a woman was just talking about it and I I bought it instantly. I bought the poster version, which you can see on my wall if you're watching on YouTube. And then I also bought the laminate version, which is the newer one. And I actually didn't even realize there was a difference between the two until one of my followers pointed it out to me. But we can get into that a bit later. Well, yeah, I mean, just briefly, the main difference between the free flyer and the poster is that I wanted to include some of the information from the back on the poster. And since posters aren't usually displayed with the back, I kind of integrated a few of the charts and the diagrams on the back onto the front of the poster. So they are two different artworks. And a lot of people are selling this free download on Etsy, which I'm not thrilled about. And I've messaged them, but I'm not such an intellectual property rights Nazi that I'm going to like go after them. But just I want people to know that, you know, this is meant to be a free download and the people selling it on Etsy are, you know, not exactly doing the right thing, but I'm glad it's getting out anyway. So I'm not going to do anything to prevent that. Right. Yeah. I noticed that. I noticed a bunch of people commenting on my videos saying to go to Etsy and buy it, but I am just directing people to you because you created it. And I think that's fair. And you deserve all of the, you know, attention that comes from it. So before we get into the healing web, I know we've just briefly touched upon it. I'm so curious about your background and how you came to holistic healing in general. So my background, I've always been kind of an artist, was trained for art and went to Parsons School of Design in New York and was working in fashion design, doing print design and embroidery design. And so I had this background in the Adobe programs, Photoshop and Illustrator, as well as, you know, creating beautiful 2D graphics. High-end, worked for Derek Lamb, Mark Jacobs, Coach, a few others. And, you know, as longer I stayed in New York, you know, the more unhealthy I became and started having some different health issues. One, one big thing for me started when I had an oil fume leak in my apartment on the first floor and was basically like getting gassed by oil fumes for a couple months. And after that, like started thinking I had some kind of like lymphoma or something. And, you know, I didn't really get a diagnosis, but I kind of wanted to treat whatever it was holistically before, you know, really diving into like a full medical diagnosis. And so I started looking into a lot of natural cancer remedies myself. And then another big jump in my healing journey in New York was about a year or two later, I was living in Chinatown on a ninth floor apartment. And there was this array of electronic equipment on the roof of the building next door, literally on the roof of the eighth floor. So like these things pointed literally like 10 feet from my bedroom. And I realized after all this equipment was updated and replaced and had the word Ericsson on it, that these were cell phone towers. And so then I quickly became aware of what cell phone towers were and started you know, noticing them everywhere, that they were also on roofs adjacent from my workplace as well at Mark Jacobs pointed at the offices uh, of whatever floor we were on. And so it's just like, wow, this is becoming really hard to avoid like in New York City. And this is in the 4G era. But you know, even 4G, when when you're 10 feet away from it, it's not healthy. And so I became more aware of that. And eventually, you know, because I felt like my career had run its course in New York, and the health issues, which were kind of only getting worse, I eventually left New York and decided to pursue my own career in fine art and my own idea of fashion, which is putting my own artworks on t-shirts and things. 
and then began my solo career. And DSMP was actually my, the second website I created, the second major art installation that I had worked on solo. And that's the one that really took off. And so I'm you know, really glad to be getting the information out. And, you know, the main part of this project was more exposing like governmental conspiracies, which, you know, health is a big part of that. But it originally began with a diagram called the Q-Web, really exposing the CIA, and then has done many diagrams sort of branched off that one concept and, you know, the different conspiracies over time, looking more specifically into each one of them. And then the Healing Web really came about very unexpectedly. Um, I had other things kind of on my agenda that I had planned to create. But all of a sudden, it was in, I guess, over Thanksgiving of 2018. I think that's right. Yeah, 2018. I just kind of woke up one day right over here in this bed and got a download of this diagram. And I started sketching it out with pencil throughout the day. And it was basically, you know, I had had seen without all the complexity of the lines here, but I saw the basic premise of this, you know, the symptoms down the middle and then big pharma on the left and holistic medicine on the right and all the different conditions that, that or remedies that treat the different conditions. And so the, the whole idea came together in that one day. And of course, I did a lot more research to flush it out. And at that time, I had a lot more subscribers on Instagram as well. I had, I think, like 28,000 subscribers. And I pulled some of their knowledge. You know, I would post a story and say, send me all your best diabetes remedies or Lyme disease remedies. You know, some of the conditions that I was less familiar with personally, because, you know, I had researched several different things myself throughout my own health journey, but there was obviously some conditions that I had pretty little experience with. And so I did pull some of my subscribers' knowledge to accumulate, you know, remedies for those. And it came together, you know, I didn't actually finish the diagram. I took a little bit of a break between getting the initial idea and finishing it, but I finished it for the Autism One conference in Chicago in 2019, specifically because a woman that was running that conference had heard me talking about being in the process of making this diagram on a podcast. And she wanted me to come to that conference to speak and to finish the diagram and present it for the first time to everyone there. And so I finished it for that conference. And that conference alone was life-changing, just meeting all these different parents who, from all over the country and the world, who were there because they believed that most often their child had been vaccine injured. And for anyone who says, like, that's all hogwash, you know, just listen to the doctors. It's like when you actually meet all these parents and all these kids who are living through it, you can't really deny that there's something going on there. And so, yes, yeah, for the people that deny that, I'm like, you're really kind of living in a bubble and not learning from other people's experiences because, you know, if you, you kind of put yourself in other people's shoes, you can learn, you know, where, where they had a mishap. And if you just deny all that, then you're prone to have the same mishap with your children. Yeah. I actually think I saw that video on YouTube. It is on YouTube, right? The autism presentation that you did. It might be. I know there was a long period when that wasn't getting posted because I was on a panel discussion and the board members of the conference didn't like what some of the other people on the panel had to say. And so I'm not sure what happened to that video, but if you saw it, it might be out there. Yeah. Yeah. Because I originally when I bought this, you know, I, I have the t-shirt as well, I, like bought all these products from you. I found a video explanation where, where you were explaining how the healing map works and this download that you got. So I think it might've been that, but I don't remember because this was like probably six months ago or so, but I was so fascinated by it because the, the fact that you even just simply got a download about it, almost like a dream or some, a vision, like whatever word you want to use, like that in itself is just doesn't happen to a lot of people you know, let alone an artist who would actually understand how to like visually create this and make people understand this. Like, what were the emotions that were running through when you kind of had this download in the beginning? I was just really excited, you know, when, you know, some, some artists will say like, oh, I just had an idea, but I am actually kind of a little bit more telepathic and I'm very interested in psychic phenomenon. And I work with, I like to think I work with Pleiadians and extraterrestrials to, to get some of this information. And that's kind of been a discovery journey for me ever since this project began. Actually, I read my first book about the Pleiadians the summer before a lot of this really kicked off in 2017. And then in 2018, I actually went to Delphi in Greece, the location of the Oracle of Delphi, to try to sort of augment my own telepathic abilities. 
And so actually the healing web came together in the fall after that. And so, you know, there may have been some kind of connection there activated something in me. And so, yeah, it's, it's always nice when the guides or, you know, whatever you want to call them help out with these diagrams, because not all of them have been as intuitive as the healing web. And the other one that was the most sort of intuitive and downloaded was the energy map, which you kind of see behind this chair is it's the circular radial one. Actually, I have the tapestry of it right here, the big one. But yeah, some of them have been like just kind of stream through and come in really easy. And some of them have been really like pulling teeth or, you know, pulling nails and, you know, been taking a lot more research and not knowing really what it's going to look like when I begin it towards till the end. And so it's it's a different process for each diagram. And it's definitely always easier when it gets downloaded to me because it just saves me some time and energy. But with the healing web, like the challenge was connecting all these lines. Because I knew we, we had to have the symptoms and we had to have the remedies, but I wasn't quite sure until it came down to the wire how all these lines were going to connect or if it was just going to be a total mess. <laughs> and if you know anything about like layers and in, in Photoshop and Illustrator, it did get kind of complicated, but I was able to suss it out. And you know where, where it gets the most complicated, which actually made me realize the most important piece of information on this diagram is right in the diet section the diet section in the holistic medicine side, because literally all of the conditions collided there. And I wasn't even expecting that. But, you know, the more I researched, it's just diet is so central to everything that if you have, I mean, I don't want to say a perfect diet, but if you have an ideal diet, and it's different for everyone, of course, but if you have an ideal diet, you probably won't even have a lot of these conditions. And so that's really like the best preventative thing you can possibly do holistically. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I'm a nutritionist. (laughs) So it's kind of what I preach, but sometimes it falls onto deaf ears and people are just not ready for that. They're not open to that. They think that how can you heal such a complex issue using food? And there's a lot of people who will say conspiracy theories, or they just don't believe in a lot of these things. Like even looking on this holistic medicine side, I am very much into a lot of this stuff, but there's a lot of people out there who will think a lot of this is just BS and say it doesn't really do much, you know? So, I mean, if people are watching this, first of all, and they download this, they buy it for you. I have a lot of questions asking like, how do I read it? How do I actually use it? So if they have this, so they're holding it in their hand or they're looking at it on their computer, where do you recommend that people start? Well, you could start with, you know, whatever condition you're trying to treat, for sure. I mean, you don't have to necessarily even look through the whole diagram. And in a way, I think you could even ignore the entire left side, the big pharma side. And I actually am working on Healing Web 2.0, which is going to eliminate the big pharma side, only focus on holistic medicine, add a few more conditions, and add a lot more remedies, and add a lot more specific brands, and maybe even links to the brands or people can actually find these products and it'll lead them to the correct brands. And there's a whole other conversation to have about, you know, say like within natural supplements, which brand to use. And, you know, I didn't want this to become like just completely like a QVC or yeah, like a sales pitch, you know, for different brands. But that's an important conversation to have because I certainly don't trust, you know, supplement brands from Walgreens. I mean, I like to get a little bit of a higher quality supplement brand But in terms of also how to navigate it, I think there's a lot that people can find looking through the holistic side, just maybe not even just looking at the one condition you're treating, but just kind of exploring all of them and looking them up if you haven't heard of it and seeing if it might be something you might want to try. Because a lot of the difference, the main difference between the holistic side and the big pharma side is that there's so much overlap on the holistic side that, you know, one, one thing can treat so many different conditions that you wouldn't necessarily even expect it to. Very true with supplements and, and things like exercise and detox. You know, th- that literally treats everything if you stay fit and stay in shape and diet, like I said. And so just to look through the whole thing and kind of if you haven't heard of something, look it up, see if it might be something that could work for you, could either help you cure something or if you're already in good health, help you get to the next level physically. And that's kind of where I've been for the past couple of years. You know, I'm not really treating anything any serious condition, but I'm kind of trying to get to like the next level health wise. And several of these things I've found have kind of helped me do that. 
Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. It's all about, you know, healing, but also optimizing your health at the same time, if you can. So I think if I'm understanding, if the word is horizontal with the color of the symptom, then it's the remedy or association, which you have this little grid here at the bottom. And then if there's arrows, it's causation. And then there's one as well. That's like a path merger where it has shared remedies, right? Like that's kind of how it works. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If the term is fully highlighted horizontally by the color, that means it's referencing the color of that condition that it leads back to because a couple of the colors are repeated on the top and bottom, which they don't intersect each other. And then the causations are mainly only on the big pharma side because the big pharma side gets into the big pharma remedies as well as just things in mainstream culture that are causing a lot of these conditions. And actually, there's a little bit of maybe confusion on the big pharma side because there's a few things that are fully highlighted like they're a remedy, but they actually are a causation. But just the idea is to kind of avoid everything on that big pharma side as much as you can. You know, there are we have the little bubble of useful big pharma remedies as well as proceed with caution, holistic remedies, which those have been controversial. And I didn't mean to like throw any holistic remedies under the bus. But, you know, I think you could say proceed with caution on any holistic remedy, really, and any big pharma remedy. It's just you got to listen to your body, see what feels right. And, you know, I don't recommend completely ruling out big pharma because, you know, there are times when people are so sick that, they really do need a surgery or they really do need a prescription medication. But it's for me, it's all about that being kind of the last resort and trying everything you can holistically before that. Because oftentimes you will be able to overcome something with holistic remedies as opposed to having to resort to big pharma. Yeah, absolutely. I'm just going to read out for those people who don't have one, some of the things that are in the proceed with caution that I found very interesting. So you put gluten in here, which obviously I guess makes sense. Homeopathy, placebo, natural sweeteners, fad diets, alkaline diet, medical miracles, Dr. Sebi, which was a lot of people commented about on TikTok when I posted that. Cults, witch doctors, Cambo, I haven't tried, but I would try it. What else is on here? Stevia, xylitol, I guess those are the natural sweeteners. So it definitely makes you think like when you see stuff like this, it definitely makes me question things a little more. Yeah, I think I've taken the most heat for putting homeopathy in there. But it's like, I'm open to trying homeopathy. And I know there's, I've actually learned more about it since I made The Healing Web. And I've actually seen the textbooks on homeopathy, which are like this thick, like thicker than the Bible. And it's like, there really has been a lot of research into that. Part of my experience with that was the one time I went to a homeopathic doctor and got the pills, which were like tarantula pills to treat this like swollen lymph node I had. You know, I tasted the pill and I'm like, this is just sugar. And since I'm so anti-sugar, I was kind of like, I'm not sure about this. But I know there's a lot of science there and a lot of people with, you know, a lot of experience with that, that that really endorse it. So I'm not saying don't try it. I'm just saying proceed with caution, you know? Yeah, no, I agree with you. I also found like some of the things in the bottom as well, super interesting, like your future remedies. Some of these, I guess the point is that they're future remedies, like I have not heard of, like med beds. Clone tissues and organs, I know what that is. Nanobots, biomimetic gel, I have no idea what that is. Quantum plasma healing, okay. Like some of this stuff, like how did you even find this? Like you just are down the rabbit hole. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, med beds are being talked about a lot in the sort of alt media and conspiracy circles because it is said, there's different grades of med beds for one thing, but it's said within... The military and the secret programs, they have these like regeneration beds that are used by, say, like special agents or super soldiers, they call them. If you get a limb blown off, it can literally like rebuild a limb through like digital printing or, you know, biological printing, 3D tissue printing. And so, yeah, there's some advanced remedies out there. And then you've also seen med beds in a couple different movies. The two that really come to mind are one, Prometheus. And the end, when she goes into more like a surgical med bed, it's a pretty horrific scene that I have to like close my eyes to watch. But, you know, that's the idea of it's almost more like a robotic surgery, but there might be some more advanced procedures that aren't even done in like today's robotic surgeries in hospitals. And then the big one that really kind of inspired people and made people go, hmm, is this real? Was in the movie Elysium. It shows in the very beginning some of like the first scenes in Elysium. They have these med beds that's literally just like, it looks like a scanner. 
and it scans this woman and you see the computer screen and it's like cancer cells detected, deleting, cancer cells deleted. And so that's the, that's the ideal of what our hospitals should be doing, you know, not all this horrible poison mustard gas injections that they're doing now in radiation, which causes further cancers down the road, potentially, as, as well as chemotherapy can actually cause secondary cancers. And so we're literally using carcinogens to treat cancer, which makes like absolutely no sense. And so there's a lot of need for other treatments that. And there's a lot of excitement for these med beds too. And a lot of people, you know, wondering when this kind of technology might be released to the public. And another really inspiring thing for me was, I'm not sure where you stand on politics, and I don't want this to get political. But when Trump was inaugurated, and he made that statement about, we're standing on the brink of the 21st century at the I'm getting this quote all mixed up, but we're going to end the misery of disease, open the gates to the technologies of tomorrow, and one other thing. But the thing about ending the misery of disease, I was like, this is really within within the realm of possibility if we were to say, let's release some of these technologies, let's cut back on some of big pharma's profits and give the people what we really need. And, you know, then we're, we're going to, this is discussed briefly on the back, but, you know, if we did release these technologies that really give us a very futuristic and efficient way of healing, you know, we will have to address the question of population at some point. We can't just all be healthy, living, you know, 300 years or whatever it would be and reproducing endlessly. You know, we're going to run into other issues with that. And a lot of people don't really want to have that conversation because you do get into questions about population control or reduction And, you know, we definitely don't like the way the powers that be have handled that at this point, which is basically just poisoning people en masse and, you know, just letting people reproduce as much as they want and poisoning people at the same time and just hoping it all balances out. While at the same time, the same people have to continue their endless suburban sprawl and building new neighborhoods and, you know, destroying rainforests and everything like that. And so, you know, we really need to have a bigger conversation about the whole of society and moving to a more sustainable model of civilization that probably doesn't involve endless capitalism and endless GDP growth and endless economy growth. I mean, it's massive issues. <laughs> went way off topic. Yeah. No, but it, it does relate to health and healthcare for society and health on the individual level, of course. And it's interesting because like the average person listening to this, what do they even do? about that? Like, where do they even go? I think about like someone, for example, like my mom listening to this or like downloading this and just, she works in a hospital. She's an occupational therapist. She got all her COVID vaccines and her boosters and she wears her mask and all these different things. And, but she's still like kind of into exercise and nutrition, but like a lot of this is so out there for her that she wouldn't even really know where to start. And I think that's a lot of people, really. I think that is a lot of people. They're like, yeah, I know I need to like take a vitamin D and that's like kind of all I do. So how do we get, like, how do you go from having this like basic knowledge of being somewhat healthy to like really understanding the systemic issues at play here and like using something like the healing web? Like, I don't even know if there's an answer, but. Well, I mean. I'm not sure about how to use the healing web, but I would say to, for, to, to start with, for people who are kind of coming out of that normal perception of reality and health, I would say the first thing to do is start looking at ingredient labels, because that will eliminate the bulk of the central section of the grocery store. You probably have heard that it's the only healthy stuff in the grocery store is around the perimeter and, you know, with the organic label. Everything should be organic, but, you know, we, we have this FDA that's completely mismanaged. Um, and so the first thing to do would be start looking at ingredient labels and start watching out for preservatives, the colors, the additives, all the crazy stuff that you don't recognize the word, you know, the chemicals. And just doing that will eliminate and sugar. Sugar is my main thing. And I've heard, you know, some I've heard other holistic influencers sometimes say promoting different types of sugar, like, oh, it's actually good for you. I'm still very anti-sugar as long as it's an additive. Now, I I try to substitute just plain fruit for all my sweet tooth needs and for like dessert and stuff. And for like for jelly and jam, I just substitute for like actual strawberries or bananas. So yeah, avoiding, avoiding sugar is a big one for me. And uh, yeah, just sticking to whole foods. I mean, I have changed my diet radically since I made the healing web. Like I discovered 
different raw carnivore accounts when I was creating it, which I have dabbled in that a little bit, but I'm not a full raw, raw carnivore or anything. But I have actually been eating raw eggs every morning for the past four years since I made the Healing Web and never gotten sick once. I mean, I buy high quality eggs too. You got to buy the happy eggs or, you know, one of like the pasture raised. And then I also had a major discovery with beef too, because I was, I had been from vegan when I was in New York trying to treat all these different conditions to reintroducing, getting too skinny, getting too unhealthy, reintroducing chicken. But I do have this empathic quality to me. And I felt bad like about factory farming and about killing animals. And so I was for a while just eating chicken and avoiding beef and pork. But then when I was doing the healing web in 2019 or 2018, I discovered the difference between factory farm beef and grass-fed beef. And that's a big difference. They even put a lot of additives in the factory farm beef to keep it bright red in the store. And cows are not meant to be eating corn as their main diet. And so they're just unhealthier in general. And so there's a huge difference there between grass-fed beef and corn-fed beef. And I'm not even sure when stores started introducing grass-fed beef, but it was like this major discovery, like, oh my God, there's actual stuff labeled grass-fed beef in the grocery store that I discovered in 2019. And I was like, I had no idea the distinction between those two beforehand. So that's another really important one. And what else on here? Oh yeah, milk. I always thought that I was lactose intolerant and I am for the majority of milk product. But I realized in 2019 that I was actually pasteurization intolerant and that when I take unpasteurized dairy, I don't have that gassy reaction, that negative reaction that I have to the majority of milk product in the store. And it's also, you know, whether it's grass-fed milk from a grass-fed cow or a corn-fed cow, that makes a big difference as well. And unpasteurized milk is actually illegal in most states. You're lucky there in California because you can go to Sprouts or Whole Foods and probably get unpasteurized milk. But here in Ohio, it's considered illegal, which is so crazy because it's like they literally took one of the most healthy things in the human diet, which is milk, which has gone back centuries and centuries of drinking milk. And this person, Louis Pasteur, came along and, you know, invented this pasteurization process. And I believe on his deathbed, he actually said that, you know, we shouldn't be doing this. But, you know, the food industry just went ahead with it anyway. And now all milk has to be, they call it ultra pasteurized now. And it, it really changes the chemical nature of it, make it makes it less digestible, doesn't have the same enzymes you need to digest it anymore. And it causes a lot of problems for people. And, you know, when you get into like this ultra processed milk, this both pasteurized and turned into a powder and turned into like macaroni and cheese, it's, I think that a lot of the milk and cheese product on the market is actually just plastic, that there's somehow plastic in it. And that's why it's causing people to just become balloons, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And another really big one, sorry to go on. I don't know is the diet sodas. And it's the saddest thing for me because just seeing the obesity problem in America and then seeing basically everyone who's obese sitting there with their diet soda, like it's doing something. And I think it's actually causing the problem and not that sugar soda is any better, but soda in general, you know, I think that Coca-Cola and Pepsi should literally be raided by the army and forced to like either shut down or change their product because that that's the major one with the sugar, you know, it's way too much sugar. And then obviously aspartame and sucralose, which go by also the names of Splenda and I forget what aspartame goes by, but it's bad, just really bad. Rap is from rat poison, I believe. Are you tired of feeling out of sync with your body's natural rhythm? Do you struggle with menstrual cycle-related issues like fatigue, mood swings, and bloating? If you're looking to optimize your health and well-being, look no further than the Ebb and Flow Cycle Guide. This comprehensive guide is designed to help you better understand and work with your menstrual cycle so you can improve your energy levels, reduce PMS symptoms, and gain a deeper understanding of your body. With in-depth information on each phase of the menstrual cycle, you'll learn how to adjust your diet, exercise routine, and self-care practices to better align with your body's needs. One of the biggest benefits of the Ebb and Flow Cycle Guide is its user-friendly format. The guide is easy to follow and provides clear instructions on how to optimize your health throughout each phase of your cycle. Plus, it's packed with valuable information and insights that you won't find anywhere else. 
So whether you're a seasoned biohacker or you're just starting out, the Ebb and Flow Cycle Guide is the perfect tool to help you optimize your health and live in harmony with your body's natural rhythm. And with my expertise and guidance, you can trust that you're getting the best information and advice available. So why wait? Head over to biohackingbrittany.com to get your copy of the Ebb and Flow Cycle Guide and start living your best life today. Yeah, I know so much about this. So I'm actually in Canada and raw milk is illegal in the entire country. And I am in a private Facebook group for the BC. I'm in just outside of Vancouver. And there's a like BC raw milk Facebook group. And you can like connect with farmers and go buy directly from the farmer. And I had a milkman who I would go buy from. He was like a middleman guy because I wasn't allowed to meet the farmer. And he, he was like this jacked older man, like, and he just uses it for bodybuilding. And I would go buy jugs of milk from him and it was great. But it was so, and it is so ridiculous that if I want this product, it's like buying it on the black market and I have to buy in cash and I have to find the farmer. I'm not even allowed to meet the farmer. Like all of these things, it's insane. It's totally insane. And then the eggs thing as well is like, I get pastured eggs. And I buy so many of them and then my friends buy them from me. And so now I feel like this egg dealer once a month and I buy like 30 cartons or like 30 dozens of eggs. Anyway, so the amount of effort to get high quality animal products is insane in North America, but it's worth it. But like you really have to go out of your way to find it. And it's also not cheap either. So you have to be able to afford it as well, which, which sucks for a lot of people. Yeah, I've I've definitely moved to buying like the most expensive products in the grocery store, but I also find that you buy fewer of them. And you know, if you buy high quality, high density nutrition products, I mean the liver as well, you know, you can actually save money on all these different, you know, six I don't even know how much a box of I don't eat cereal at all. I even stopped eating oats when I read that oats can cause cavities or that they promote cavities more than other things. And so I think you want to invest in yourself and you actually don't end up spending that much more money if you buy these high quality food products. Yeah, because it's kind of like you pay up front rather than paying later when you have health issues, right? Regardless of kind of like what it manifests into. But for some people, it's really hard to kind of convince them and educate them, especially with people who have families and, you know, they're feeding a family of five. And so they want to eat organic and they want to eat healthier products. And it's like so much more expensive than just taking everybody to McDonald's for dinner. And so how do you support that person where they are economically, but also want them to be healthier is a very tough, sensitive conversation for a lot of people. Yeah, I think ultimately it it doesn't really end up being that much more expensive. That's what I've found. I mean, it may seem like it, but because you're getting higher density stuff. Like when I eat five eggs in the morning, eggs are still amazingly inexpensive. It shocks me how inexpensive eggs are sometimes. I mean, they've gone up since COVID and all these shortages and the chicken play where they killed like 30 million chickens of, with some kind of like respiratory disease. But even still, it's like the quality of the nutrition in eggs for the price is a great value. And when I eat like four or five eggs in the morning raw, I'm I feel great until like, dinner, you know, I could really only even have two meals a day. And that's the other thing with people thinking they have to have three meals a day. And I used to be like, I used to eat less, less good quality food and just kind of be hungry all day and have to have like cereal at my desk and just constantly be eating this low quality, low density, low nutrition density food. And it's so much nicer now to just eat like four eggs in the morning with a little piece of Ezekiel toast, and then like feel good until like really late, you know, I can go late until like dinner and then just have, you know, like a really hearty dinner. And then that could be it for the day, you know? Do you blend your raw eggs together and then just like drink it type of thing? No, I shoot one at a time. And I've I've never gagged on an egg, but I I just shoot one at a time and you don't even taste it, you know? So do you blend it or you just like crack it open into a glass? crack it into a glass, yeah. And one at a time. Wow. Okay. I mean, maybe I think it actually doesn't taste as bad if you don't blend the yolk. And when the yolk breaks, it starts tasting a little bit more eggy. <laughs> I see. I haven't had raw eggs in a long time, but maybe I will after this. <laughs> You're like I mean, it's just saved so much time on cleaning dishes, you know. 
And I've heard other people saying that cooking it actually unlocks more of the nutrition. And I'm, I'm not sure about that. You know, I would like to see a more scientific study. But it's like, humans are the only species that cooks our food. And I'm sure even you've heard like, the hardcore vegans say it's like you got to be raw vegan, that the vegetables are healthier when they're raw. And I think there is something to that. There's something to raw and there's something to the more you cook it, the more the nutrition kind of gets depleted. It also makes it more digestible to or it makes it easier to swallow and digest it if you cook it some. But at the same time, I think it does start, you know, losing nutrition the more you heat it on the fire. And again, like we're the only we're the only animal on the entire planet that does anything that even resembles cooking. And so it's a very unnatural thing. And it's kind of, you know, curious as to why it's become so prevalent. Yeah, no, absolutely. I've eaten raw liver before, just chopped up really, really small. And liver is actually, if you buy organic grass-fed liver, it's actually very, very price-friendly for people. I was at Whole Foods and I got it and I was talking to the butcher and he was saying that nobody buys it. So like the price point is so low because they really struggle to actually even just get it off the shelves. So it's really cheap. And also liver is super nutrient dense. So the, it really is a good bang for your buck for that one. Yeah, I try to get into it, but that's one where the taste is really like pretty, yeah. I still can't get used to the taste, but I do, I do actually buy um, like pâtés more often. And I've actually recently discovered a new favorite food of mine, which is called rillets, which is basically either a duck or pork meat kind of like a pate, but there's no liver in it. So it's just the meat and it just has an amazing flavor. I, I still don't eat pork actually, but I get the duck rillets. It's like a, it's like a French delicacy. Oh, um, interesting. I'm not going to say that's cheap because that's like the most expensive thing I buy. I actually bought it by mistake the first time and I'm like $20, <laughs> but yeah, it's delicious. And so, yeah, you can, you can definitely find new things. And I'm always learning too, learning more, trying new things. Since I discovered that about pasteurization versus non-pasteurized dairy, I've made Conte and Gruyere, which are two types of raw cheese that you find like in the like gourmet cheese section is like kind of a mainstay of my diet is my main thing for like snacking when I need a little bit of protein. Cause like whenever people want a snack, it's like, it's always easiest to just grab the sweets on the counter, you know? So the easy, the best way to not eat the crap is to not buy it and bring it into your house. It takes, I just had this download like yesterday. It takes a lot more willpower to not eat something when it's, in your house and on your counter than it does to just not buy it in the grocery store, right? And so the trick to not eating what you don't want in your body is to just not buy it from the grocery store and not bring it in your house. Now, that can be a problem if not everyone in your family is on the same program, which is the problem that I have because I live with my parents, my mom, and she loves to just leave sweets all over the counter. And it takes so much self-control to not have that be the first thing you grab for when you're in the kitchen and you're hungry. But that's why I find that raw cheeses are a really great snack because it's like you, your body really is probably craving protein more than it's craving chocolate or sugar. And so to have something that's nutrient dense like that, that you can just have a little slice of it, it's a great little snack food. And I'm, sometimes I'm like, think I'm eating too much cheese because I don't see, I follow a lot of fitness accounts and bodybuilders and, you know, try to kind of like learn from their diets. And, you know, I haven't seen any bodybuilders really promoting cheese, but it's something that I found maybe it's kind of a comfort food, but I mean, it is a lot of protein and, and nutrition. So yeah, absolutely. I eat a lot of goat cheese, mostly just to avoid the processing that goes into cow cheese or sheep cheese or raw, but I really like it because it has a lot of healthy fat in it and it has a lot of protein. So it's very filling versus like snacking on processed carbs or processed food in general. So it's a staple. I probably eat cheese every single day. <laughs> Goat cheese anyway. Yeah, no, I love it. I want to get into some of the other sections on this healing web that I think are worth talking about. So let's finish up on the holistic side. I You have this section here called suppressed remedies. So I'm going to read some of these out for people listening. So violet ray, integration, chlorine dioxide, philosopher's stone, multi-wave oscillator, organ box, cannabis, which is there, which is there actually, that's very interesting. So how did you figure these ones out? How did this come about? It's just kind of things I've heard about over time. And, you know, actually the exciting thing about this is that since I made the healing web in 2019, I've realized that some of the suppressed remedies and some of the future remedies are actually already available. 
And just to go down the list here, I discovered you can buy the Violet Ray wand on Amazon and they're selling it as kind of like a facial cosmetic tool. And I'm not sure if it has all the same settings as the original Violet Rays did. A Violet Ray is essentially like a glass wand with plasma in it, kind of like those plasma balls you see at Spencer's, but it's really like for like a medical treatment thing. And it comes with several different wands that you can treat different parts of your body with it. And so, you know, it's really cool that some of that stuff is actually already available. And, you know, other things are not, or they're very expensive, but... Um, you know, a lot of people have heard of Organite. Organite's becoming a lot more popular these days. And Oregon Box is essentially like a little room that was designed by, I think, William Reich. William, yeah, something like that, <laughs> that you would sit in. is basically like a little room of Organite. And you know, it just brings in all these negative ions, and it's supposed to be very healthy. And so we all know how cannabis has all these medical properties, but it's obviously suppressed. Not that much suppressed. I mean, most people do have access to it if they want it. And so, yeah, there's there's a lot that you might have to do a little more research or like you were talking about with your milk, like going through the black market to get it. That's not even necessarily illegal like cannabis, but definitely nothing your doctor is going to tell you about. Are you ready to supercharge your mornings and unlock your full potential? I love using LifeStacks MCT creamer for this. It is the perfect boost for your coffee that will revolutionize your fasting routine. Get ready to kickstart your day and be your absolute best self. LifeStacks MCT creamer is meticulously crafted with rich flavors and the world's creamiest MCT to please your taste buds and keep you satiated. This advanced blend of nootropics and adaptogens provides optimal nutritional support, giving you the ultimate edge to maximize your productivity while fasting. With Lifestacks MCT Creamer, you'll experience upbeat energy that will keep you feeling great all day long. So say goodbye to those midday slumps and hello to a sustained and natural source of energy that will fuel your mind and body to accomplish all of your goals. What sets LifeStacks MCT Creamer apart is its premium nutrients and 45 fat-burning calories. It not only energizes and satiates, but also enhances your metabolic benefits. Now you can fast better and longer with ease, knowing that you're providing your body with the fuel it needs to thrive. So here's how it works. Step one, you simply add LifeStacks MCT Creamer to your coffee Step two, get all of your stuff done, experienced enhanced focus, mental clarity, and increased productivity. And step three, fast with ease, knowing that LifeStacks MCT Creamer is supporting your fast every step of the way. You can also use this when you're not fasting like myself, like I add it to my coffee with my goat butter every single morning as a keto coffee that I do, and it tastes like phenomenal. My favorite flavor is the vanilla, but it also comes in chocolate and hazelnut as well. The MCT oil, the MCT powder is actually powered by Go MCT, which is the world's most premium medium chain triglyceride powder. So it's made with pure C8 and C10, C10 MCTs for maximal ketone production which is why I love it. I love using the best of the best and this is why I'm recommending it to you. So don't miss out on trying this. I really recommend it. It will be linked in the show notes of this podcast episode. It's also on my website, on my shop, and you can check it out right away. That's Lifestacks MCT Powder and they are on Amazon as well, which I love because it makes it so easy for all of us to get it. So check it out today. Ignite your mornings, fuel your fasting, and unleash your full potential. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think it's so interesting because I've been into holistic health for so long. And when I got this chart, there were still so many things on here that I've never heard about. And it's also interesting, even if you just look at the two different sides, like there's so much more healing modalities on the holistic side in general than big pharma. Like there's just so many options that you have and almost like different things for anybody, depending on what they're willing to try and what they're willing to get into. Yeah. And so many of them treat many different conditions. Yeah. A couple other things I've discovered since I created it, or maybe around the same time was the grounding technology. So not just grounding outside on nature, but utilizing the grounding pads. I'm actually sitting on one right now. There's these like 
pads you can buy, as well as sheets that connect to the third, the lower hole on your outlet. I'm not sure what your outlets look like in Canada, but this will ground you as you're sitting on it, which releases a lot of the positive ions in your body back into the earth, and it reduces inflammation. And I sleep on grounding sheets as well. And then I, we got to mention a little bit of this electric medicine and some of my newest discoveries here, which is actually basically in the future remedies section was called quantum plasma healing. I recently discovered there is a device already on the market called Therify, which basically it's a little bit similar to the violet ray that they have two big plasma bulbs, like a giant light bulb, and you lie horizontally in between them. And it creates this field around you that it feels like it's kind of spinning or like recharging your human biofield. And it creates, what do they call it? It's something called phase conjugation that happens like on a quantum level because of these two rotating plasma fields. The energy or the area in between those two fields is basically inspired or prone to increase its geometric organization. And wow. so it, it basically is the opposite of entropy, which is when things become more chaotic, like that's kind of what cancer is considered. It's like a, an abnormal growth of cells because of a mutation. Within this field of phase conjugation, it, when you're in the Therify machine, it does the opposite of that. And so it, my, my friend actually bought one who lives right nearby me. It's not cheap. It's $25,000, but it's an amazing experience. And it's just, it's so futuristic. And based on him treating people for the past year, at least, he confidently says now this reverses cancer. And he's more recently been introducing it into circles of families with autistic children and is finding it does wonders for autistic children. After just one session, he's seen people who are nonverbal become verbal again. And so, yeah, there's future remedies already on the market. And of course, like I said, they're very expensive, but there's also on, on the Therify website, you can find clinics where you can find a machine where you can, you know, buy a session as opposed to buying the whole machi machine. And so, you know, there's where there's a will, there's a way to find these things and use them. Yeah, no, I love that. You also have the biocharger there, bioelectric medicine, which I actually used for the first time, I think it was last week or two weeks ago, which was really, really cool. But you're right. There are a bunch of like wellness, almost like clinics popping up that have all like a bunch of different therapies and healing modalities. Many of them mentioned here, because like you said, a lot of it is expensive for people or it just takes up a lot of space in your home. So it's cool to see it becoming more available to the masses on like, in a way that just makes sense more for people. And yeah, I'm just excited to kind of see more and more of those popping up. I think as well, moving on to the big pharma side, you have a couple of sections that are really interesting. The one on the left is called Antique Remedies. And so some of these I've definitely heard of, like leeches, of course, mummification, shoe fitting fluoroscope. I have no idea what that is. AZT, a lot of these. I mean, again, I just feel like I want to research every single one to understand really what this means. But was this the same thing of like people just reaching out and being like, hey, this should be a part of the web or your own research? Well, you know, I think a lot of the terms on here is, is stuff I probably heard of earlier in life, but to bring it all together, to congeal all these different memories for this chart, it was these downloads I was getting. And when there was a blank, I would just, you know, I would be in like a, almost like a trance state and just throw these things on here. And I would hear about things as well and do research, but a lot of it came together just from everything I had learned in my whole life and had seen and experienced. And through these downloads, like help me access all those memories to build them out in such an organized way. The shoe fitting fluoroscope, I just got to mention that one because it's, it's just the craziness of Western medicine and not even really big pharma, but it was literally an x-ray machine that would be in a shoe store and you would stand on, you would put your new shoes on and stand on this x-ray machine, blowing x-rays up through your feet and into your face just to see how the shoe fit. Oh. And so you can get this huge dose of radiation literally just to be like, oh, like, look how my feet look in these shoes. Wow. Like, yeah. People did not understand the dangers of radiation back then that it caused cancer. I mean, now we see this huge cancer epidemic. I mean, yeah, you could have a whole conversation about what's really causing the cancer epidemic today, which 
probably numerous things, you know, both chemicals in the food, the sugar, the lack of exercise, the obesity, cancer viruses in the vaccines, SV40 being the big one that I've heard of that was either included by accident or intentionally in vaccines that causes cancer and, you know, a dozen other things. Yeah. No, I hear you. I, it's tough. Cancer is, cancer is definitely a tough one. I also find it very interesting on this version because this is newer than the poster beside me. You put COVID on here. I think it's, where did you put it? Let's see. I know it's under man-made plagues, which is interesting in itself. On the main column here, I think I have it. Well, it's actually, COVID has jumped around because when COVID first came out, it seemed like more like a bioengineered virus, kind of like AIDS. But then a lot of people realized that it was actually more like the common cold. But then also it had the same symptoms as radiation. So it kind of, you know, may have been a lot of radiation poisoning from the 5G rollout being misdiagnosed as a, a virus. Or even there's even published scientific studies showing that radiation or 5G exposure actually produces COVID viruses in the human cell. And so that, I mean, I have these studies on my computer if you want to do a screen share. I I don't think we can on this app, but there's like three specific published studies I've saved about COVID that's just like, wow, that really exposes the whole thing as the fraud that it was. Yeah. Oh, I know. It's, yeah, it's just devastating. I get a lot of questions. A lot of my viewers and my listeners are female and I get a lot of questions about being like PCOS, endometriosis, and very like woman-specific health issues and diseases. But I don't think you have those on here from what I see. Would you ever consider adding that type of thing? Or do you think, like, where would you kind of put it? PCOS, polycystic ovarian syndrome? Well, I am considering adding more conditions to Healing Web 2.0. Yeah. Obviously, we can only include so much on this one on, you know, one sheet of paper on the front side. But there's definitely a lot more than what's on here. You know, sometimes I do get people questioning about more rare conditions, as well as more common ones that just aren't included on here. Like this is really meant to be what's in the index section is like the most common. I think I even like looked up like what's the most common ones and tried to include, you know, the top 30 or whatever that are on there. And so, yeah, there's definitely room for it to expand. That's why I wanted to do 2.0. But even on 2.0, I mean, I'm not gonna be able to include every condition and you, you find some, you know, when you get into rare conditions, it's just some things really are better to treat with big pharma. When you get into a, like, really rare stuff, when you get into like advanced AIDS and HIV and the rare opportunistic infections, like sometimes big pharma is kind of the only option because there's literally no research in holistic medicine on something like this very uncommon. But for some, there is definitely a lot of more common conditions that just don't have room on this chart. And so, yeah, I would love to research more and, you know, do more polling of people and find out what people have found is successful. It's it's a process, you know, this could really be probably twice the size that it is. Of course, it wouldn't fit on a a 11 anymore, but it would be like the font of the eight and a half by 11 on the poster version. Yeah. Um, Yeah. This, I mean, this project could go on for a while, you know, but Unfortunately, I have other projects that I'm working on too. And so I am going to try to finish Healing Web 2.0 this year. But, you know, maybe someone else who's, you know, a whiz at Adobe Illustrator can take up the mantle. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I also, I think, I, I mean, this is just an idea, but if you ever created like two separate ones for women and men, and I know everyone is identifying all over the place now, but I would love a woman's one that talks about like, fertility and menopause and puberty and breast cancer and like very like female biological health issues, because then you would definitely be able to fit it all on one piece of paper and obviously do one for men's as well. But that type of stuff is so interesting, especially if you bring in like the energetics with that and like past traumas and all of these different ways of healing. But I'm also more into women's health. And so that's kind of why my brain thinks like that. That would be cool. Yeah, you're kind of giving me ideas right now. Yeah. Like seeing this as opposed to big pharma and holistic medicine as like men and women, because yeah, there are different conditions and different remedies and different diets that probably are ideal for both. 
Yeah. 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 Or I mean, like, even if you just had this, but it was just for female health conditions in the middle and there's still big pharma and holistic medicine on either side, or I mean, whatever way that you want to do it, I think would be very interesting because I know you have pregnancy. I get a lot of fertility questions, but pregnancy is a little, it's kind of different from like infertility, I would say Mm -hmm. on here. Yeah. In your discovery for this healing web, what was the most shocking fact or piece of information that you came across that you were just like not expecting? I would have to say the carnivore diet information was was really my big discovery while I was creating the diagram and the difference between the grass-fed and the regular and the pasteurized versus unpasteurized. Like, you know, my diet completely changed in the process of making this. And I thought I was healthy before. Now I look back at those pictures and I was like, yeah, I didn't know what I was doing. And maybe I'll look back at myself now and say, I didn't know what I was doing. But it's like, I definitely come a long way. I'm I'm feeling pretty good. And I got to say, I'm looking pretty good for 38. You know, I feel like I actually look better at 38 than I did at 28. And so it's a journey and it's a, it's a learning process. What else did I learn that was kind of like a shock to me? Those are the two that really come to mind, I would say. And I mean, discovering some of these more advanced electric medicine therapies that are actually available was a pretty big revelation to me as well. Yeah, no, that makes sense. So I know you're working on like 2.0 version of this, but what else is coming down the pipeline for your business? I have several diagrams that are sort of really in the early stages. I just actually, well, this is the new one, the World Hierarchy Pyramid, which you see here, which is all about who controls the power in our world. And who controls the power above them and how it's going to shift in the near future. And then I have ideas for a psychic phenomenon map, a China map, a Vatican map. I'm not sure when I'll get to those necessarily. It's, it's a lot of information already for people to process when you go through all the maps on our site. And I do want to mention that we sell something called the Intel packet, which is like all of our most important diagrams in one folder, which is very popular. And we've also more recently introduced the digital Intel packet for it's ideal for international customers, saves on shipping. And then it's actually includes even more than the physical Intel packet and you get everything that you can print yourself. And so that those are great options, but then other things coming down the pipe, healing web 2.0, I can only do about two or three of these major diagrams per year because they they fry my eyeballs just from the computer and they fry my brain from the information. And so they come together pretty rapidly. And then there's a period of not rest, but doing other things, developing products out of the diagram, just expose other stuff. And so, yeah, unfortunately, the creative diagram making process does not happen all the time. But when it does, it's very focused and very intense. And so, you know, this year we have already done this one, and then we just did a recoloration of our deity chart. And hopefully Healing Web is coming, Healing Web 2.0 is coming later this year. And you never know. It's like with the Healing Web, it was something that wasn't even on my list of ideas. It just came out of nowhere. Same with my COVID 5G map. You know, sometimes the map is a response to what's going on in the world. And like the COVID 5G map came together very rapidly within a month and a half of that becoming like the big news story. And it was really kind of like an emergency map, you know? And so we never know if we're going to have to be called to do something like that. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense for your creative process as well. Like I could only imagine creating something like this and how not tired after, but like kind of you just need to step away before you could even start creating again. I think that's a very normal thing. So if people want to buy a poster, buy like a laminate copy like this, where can they go and how can they connect with you? You go to deepstatemappingproject.com and you'll find everything there. And actually there's a new size of the Healing Web, which is the mini poster, which is 13 by 19, which had been requested by a lot of people. And so if you don't have, you know, the full wall space for the big one and you want it bigger than the little one, it's like, it's nice to have three sizes. We're trying to introduce a lot of our artworks in three different sizes at this point. And then, you know, you've, you've seen the t-shirt, which is the holistic, the tree with the crystals on the bottom, which is actually an illustration I did specifically for the diagram. There may be some other, I eventually want to do some kind of a t-shirt with actual, like the web, you know, the web graphic, like on a garment. So that might be coming down the pipe too. But yeah, there's a lot to explore on the site. 
Yeah, there is. There, there actually is a lot. You have crystals. I do have the t-shirt and I, yeah, there's so many posters I actually should buy as well because I'd love to really dive into some of the other topics that you talk about, but the healing web really drew me, but I am open to the other ones as well. So I will link that in the show notes for everybody. And it's also linked directly on my website. If anybody wants to order from you, which I think they will. Thank you so much for coming on. This is awesome. And it was really great to connect with you. Thank you. It's great to connect with you. And it's great to see people healthy, influencing and learning and doing it right. And, you know, yeah, it's so important these days to just keep your health and vitality because everything is just conspiring to kind of lead us down the other path and, you know, get us roped into that big pharma system. And I just love seeing people flourishing, healthy, beautiful, and best of luck to you. Yeah, exactly. Thanks for listening to another episode of Biohacking with Brittany. If you're interested in finding the show notes or the sponsors for this episode, you can do so on my website, which is biohackingbrittany.com. Remember to follow me on Instagram where I'm most active. My handle is at biohackingbrittany. And if you're interested in working together and you want to email me directly, you can do that. My email is info at biohackingbrittany.com. And I look forward to hearing from you and having you tune in next week.